welcome to another episode of the Negative Positives Podcast. And now, coming to you live out of the Gutter Man Cave in beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. He likes his bourbon almost as much as he likes his Pentax. It's your host, Mike Gutterman. Hello and welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 256. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave for the, I guess, the Friday morning edition of the Negative Positives, a solo show. And uh, yeah, I still got crickets here in the garage. I don't know if you can hear them. Uh, they have, and <laughs> they're just infesting the Gutterman Cave. And it seems that I can't hit record uh, in here without some cricket wanting to uh, make an appearance on the show. And uh, I don't know. I think the problem is I think most of the crickets here in the garage here uh, actually shoot digital. So I think they're just trying to trying to stop this this film podcasting. This this you know just trying to uh, stop the, the 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 film revival. So, uh, but um, anyway, uh, I got a bunch of stuff to get to. Like a lot of house cleaning, I guess. And uh, I got like four really cool things in the mail over the last week. Um, so I'm going to kind of go through those and give these folks the proper props. Uh, for just some some wonderfulness I got in the mail. Uh, the first one I got uh, is a uh, I got a zine from Sherry Christen, Christensen, and uh, it's called "The Road Less Traveled," and uh, it's a beautiful zine. It's a it's kind of a, a short, small zine, but she did a really good job at um, the layout and uh, and just uh, it, it looks fantastic. The colors just really really pop in the zine. So uh, definitely check out Sherry Christensen's. Uh, uh, a road less traveled zine. Uh, she does amazing work, and the, just the, there's there is some black and white in there, but it's mostly color, and just the colors just jump right off the page in this thing. Uh, and so you know, uh, yeah, just check check that out. And of course, obviously, listen to her uh, embrace the grain podcast. But let's. Uh, she's included a note in with uh, with the zine. It says hello, Mike. It looks like it's a typewritten note as well. So uh, I think Andre would be excited about that. It looks like it looks like a typewriter. I'm not sure, but yeah, it does because it looks like there's even a little mistake here that. She went over uh, with a typewriter. So very, very analog letter we have here. So says she says, uh, hello, Mike. I'm sending you a copy of my first zine. Your collection must be growing. It, it is. I have a ton of zines from uh, all you fine folks out there. And uh, it's been really amazing. And every single one of them has inspired me a different in a different way. So it's been it's been very cool. Uh, and she says, I just wanted to say without your podcast, this zine would never have happened. I actually blame you for a lot of stuff I've done in the past year. You dang influencer you. <laughs> I hope that's uh, a lot of the good stuff you've done in the last year and maybe not. Uh, I don't know. I hope I haven't influenced you to do anything uh, detrimental. But <laughs> keep up the podcast and inspiring others. P.S. Thanks for the APS reels and sticker. Uh, well, Sherry also sent me a... Uh, uh, an Embrace the Grain uh, sticker, and uh, that is now stuck to the Gutter Man Cave uh, beer fridge, film fridge, uh, so I get to see it every time I go grab a beer, which means I see see that sticker quite a bit, so uh, thank you for that. I did make uh, Sherry a, an APS reel. She sent me a uh, Patterson 35mm uh, plastic reel for me to kind of cut down to APS size, uh, and I did the same for myself, and I used uh, the AP plastic reels, and I made like two APS reels out of AP plastic reels by cutting them down to the proper size and kind of using a zip tie to hold them together and I am able to like load APS film on these plastic reels uh, like butter uh, now Sherry sent me a Patterson reel and I cut it down exactly the same way I cut down my AP reels 
and I had a little more trouble loading her reel uh, with APS film uh, than I did mine. So I don't know if there was just some, a difference between the Patterson and the AP reels. I did the exact same thing to her reel that I did to mine, but I had a little more difficulty kind of loading APS film on her Patterson that I cut down to APS size. So it kind of kind of bummed me out. I was I'm hoping I was hoping it would be go on as smooth as mine. Uh, my reels work. Uh, mine just worked perfectly and. Uh, Sherry has just gave me a little more trouble. So Sherry, I hope you have, uh, uh, when you go to develop some of your own APS film, you know, uh, for, you know because you are a cool kid and you want to shoot APS film. And I mean, it is the hottest, hottest trend in film photography is taking over the world by storm. Uh, hopefully you'll have, uh, uh, won't have too much trouble getting the APS uh, film on that reel that I, I kind of modded for you or whatever. So uh, hopefully, uh, I'm just, I, I feel bad because I really wanted hers to come out as good as mine did. And uh, it just, uh, I did the exact same thing, but for some reason I had a little more trouble uh, I mean you can do it uh, I think she'll be able to do it but I just it was a little little more difficult than than what my AP reel was uh, when I cut it down to APS size so but thank you Sherry so much for the for the zine it's beautiful and she only, she's only doing like 25 uh, editions of her zine so if you're uh, if you want to get one you might want to want to act on it and uh, uh, get a hold of her and then see see about getting her zine uh, and help support her and her first is her first zine and it's way better than my first ever to, as a, as a zine uh, of a zine so uh, very good job Sherry and uh, thank you so much uh, also I got another zine um, it is uh, uh, from Wendy Gunderson and let me grab it here hold on uh, okay sorry about that should have had it right here in front of me uh wendy sends a little note inside uh with the package that says dear mike here's my second zine with photos of our favorite island uh she said it's i guess it's angilla she says it rhymes with vanilla so i'm assuming it's angilla it's a-n-g-u-i-l-l-a uh, after hurricane irma enjoy wendy gunderson and wendy gunderson is on uh, instagram at film road trip and she also has a website uh that is filmroadtrip.com so definitely check out wendy's work and um uh this zine is uh it's it's beautiful um uh she her first zine was beautiful as well she does a really good job this this thing is uh, uh really nicely printed but it's what i like about wendy's work is um she has the travel travel photography thing down like she really does nail that kind of look that you'd almost expect to see in like a travel magazine or or um you know some kind of um brochure or to to go to one of these uh beautiful paradise type places and uh and i don't mean that in a detrimental like i'm not trying to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it in the best ways. Like when you see the zine, you really want to go to this uh, Anguilla or whatever island or whatever they, that they went to here. Uh, the colors are just unbelievable. A lot of uh, Ektar, some Portra 800, some uh, Fuji, uh, Provia, a lot of different film stocks in here. So you can really kind of get an, a good idea of uh, how some of the different film stocks do color and stuff like that. And uh, But just these photos are amazing. And uh, I, me and my wife had really had a nice time uh, looking at this when I uh, when I got it in the mail, uh, it kind of did make us miss the beach because it's been like a month or so since I, I left the beach and I already have vacation blues uh, from it. Every time I leave the beach, I, I kind of go through a depression stage <laughs> that I wish I lived uh, near a beach. Uh, my wife and I always wonder why we were born in Louisville, Kentucky, because we love the beach so much and you really can't get much more landlocked than what uh, we are. And we have a river. We have the Ohio River, but that's that's not a, that's not an ocean. That's not a beach. <laughs> 
So I wonder why we were born here because I feel like we were both supposed to meant to be beach people. So it was a little bit like, oh, it made me kind of miss the beach, but it was also a nice little kind of journey to a beach we'd never been been uh, to uh, by looking through her zine and uh, uh, just beautiful, beautiful work. So definitely check out uh, Wendy Gunnarsson's zine uh, and Gilla after Irma and. Um, which is interesting because uh, this is apparently an island that suffered from uh, Hurricane Irma. And uh, it's nice to see, you know, that, that they're, they're flourishing. Uh, these photos are beautiful. So obviously uh, they've, they've rebounded and, uh, from the hurricane. And uh, much like I hope my, uh, my uh, beloved Mexico Beach, Florida, will rebound one day and, and be uh, uh, thriving again. So, um, okay. And the next thing I got was I got some prints from uh, George Griffin. And uh, he sent me a, a, some, a, a package of prints all the way from, from uh, the UK and um, some really, really beautiful stuff. And uh, he does the On the Streets podcast. So if you haven't checked out George Griffin's On the Streets podcast, it's very good. Uh, uh, and so definitely check that out. Uh, George says in a letter here, he says, Hi, Mike, a selection of prints. Uh, the looks like it says the shard is the tallest building in the UK and Europe, a slightly different view of it. Uh, the Morris Minor is part of the London After Dark project, uh, which is on hold until winter. Uh, a couple of images of Pink Floyd's metal heads, which were part of the PF exhibition that was in London a couple of years ago. Thanks for point pointing me in the direction of the HP printers, the joy of the podcast, and helping to make the film community what it is. All the best, George G. Well, thank you so much, George, for these uh, for these prints. Uh, really, really uh, cool stuff here, man. And uh, uh, there's a really, really amazing black and white photo in there that I really like. Uh, but even the, the, and the color shots he sent, just the colors really pop in these things. And uh, uh, just some really awesome prints. And I, I really appreciate it, George. Uh, and definitely keep up the good work on your podcast, the On the Streets podcast. Okay, uh, let's see here. This segment's getting a little long. My computer's acting a little squirrely. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to take a quick break here and get to a another package I got in the middle. It's going to take me a little longer to talk about because it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. So uh, let's take a break, and uh, I'll be right back, folks. folks we are back from the break and uh looks like i got my computer sorted out it was kind of acting squirrely i was afraid i was going to lose what i was recording it's i was going to make the first segment longer but the waveforms were looking a little weird on my recorder i was afraid i was going to have dropouts or something sometimes my i have a very old hp computer and it's <laughs> sometimes it struggles with these recordings uh uh but okay so uh the next thing i wanted to get to was i got this huge box in the mail and uh bill manning had told me about this gentleman and told me to start following him on Instagram, which I did. And then suddenly I get this box in the mail and I think Bill had a little bit of, uh, of Bill Manning, of course, of the uh, Studio C41 one hour photo podcast. I think he had a little bit of something about uh, kind of getting this this uh, this gentleman my address. And uh, so this big box arrives on my porch, uh, I think it was last Saturday. And it's a huge box, and it weighs a lot. And then I shook it, and it had that kind of wonderful sound of film in it. You know, you know that sound when you shake a box, and it has that film rolls in it. You can kind of hear the 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 
clickety clank of uh, <laughs> film bouncing around in, in a box. But uh, this box comes from Brandon Rimler, and uh, he included a, a note. I'll read the note first, and then I'll go through the, just the magical goodness that was in this box. It was unbelievable. Uh, he says, uh, Howdy, Mike. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Don't you know APS is the hottest thing in photography now? <laughs> well, of course it is. And it is, it's the hottest trend in film photography. It's taking over the world by storm. Uh, so then he continues and says, So I thought I would clear out some of my most prized possessions and pay it forward to a real film fan. Please don't see this as a man cave recycling event. These are carefully cultivated moments of years gone by. I pass the torch to you now. And by the way, the Pentax is a wonder that I just cannot do adequate justice for. So I say onward and upward from my shelf to yours. Keep up the great, the great podcasting and shooting from a fellow Ford driver to another. All the best, Brandon Rimler. Also a 20 plus year Fujifilm employee. So... Uh, first of all, I got to say, Brandon, thank you for driving a fine uh, Ford Motor Company vehicle. I really appreciate that. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, Brandon is apparently works for uh, Fujifilm or has for a pretty long time. So obviously in this box, there's a lot of Fuji goodness, and uh, which is kind of funny. I mean, you guys know me. I'm a, I'm a Kodak guy. Uh, I don't have any hatred towards Fuji uh, Fujifilm. Uh, uh, I just don't don't typically buy a lot of their films you know we get set in our ways and i mean i will i mean i, I can't say i haven't shot fujifilm i have uh, but you know we get set in our ways and we kind of just buy what we buy and i do but i do branch out and shoot other films and and this box is definitely going to introduce me to a lot of films i've never shot and uh, let's just talk about what's in this box it was it's amazing first of all beyond film and other goodness there is was a k1000 se with a uh, M series uh, Pentax lens, 80 to 200 zoom, uh, constant aperture f 4.5. Uh, that's a lens I don't have, and obviously the K1000 SE. If you're looking for a K1000, uh, the SE is kind of the the better version. It has a split image uh, uh, focusing aid in the viewfinder, so it takes so it makes makes focusing a whole lot easier. So just I mean that alone is effing amazing to to have received. Uh, but uh, but this box just continues to give. It's the box that keeps on giving. And uh, let me just go through like some of the film that's in this thing. There was a, a roll of Superior 1600. There was a disposable uh, Fuji film uh, camera, uh, which I, I like. I, I like messing around with disposable cameras, uh, so that's always fun. Uh, three rows of Velvia 50. A five row pro pack of Velvia 50. Um, a uh, two four packs of Fuji Superior 235 millimeter. There's a five-row pro-pack of Fuji Pro 400H in medium format 120 film. Another five-row pro-pack of Across 100 in 120 medium format. And uh, so those, I mean, this is a crazy package, man. These are some expensive films. Uh, there was a row of Neopan F in 35 millimeter, uh, two 35 millimeter, 35 millimeter rows of Pro 160S, a row of Pro 400H in 35 millimeter, also an APS three pack of uh, Fujifilm 400 APS film, and and the nice thing about this is it's one of the late expiration dates uh, for APS. I think it was like I think it's expired 2011, which is about the last year that was APS film was manufactured. 2010 2011 was kind of the end end of the run of APS. Uh, so man, that, I know that's going to be fun to shoot because I mean APS revival. It's a it's the hottest hottest trend in film photography taking over the world by storm. Um, let's see what else here. There's a, a roll of Velvia 100 and 120 format. Uh, Velvia 50, 
Uh, no, hold on. Let's see what else here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got my notes are all screwed up here. Um, let's see. I think that was most of the film. Oh, there's a uh, there was a pack of Instax wide in there, uh, but then there was all these other little doodads uh, <laughs> and, and somewhat There was a Fujifilm professional patch. Uh, there was a like a microfiber Fujifilm cloth, uh, a thumb drive that looks like an old. It looks like a, a Fuji like XT series. I think it is whatever their digital camera is. It looks like a rubber uh, little small little Fujifilm digital camera, but you pull the lens off and it's a thumb drive. <laughs> so. It's very cool. I had to give it to Fuji Marketing on that. And there was, there was some Kodak love in there, too. There was a couple of Kodak books. Uh, there was also this really cool Kodak uh, pocket exposure guide that you can keep in your camera bag in case maybe when your meter fails or whatever. Or, uh, you just want to, like, uh, uh, play 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 loose and, uh, and just kind of guess your exposures. Uh, there's a, an exposure guide from Kodak. Uh, still in the shrink wrap. Hasn't even been opened. It'd be a cool thing to throw in the camera bag. Um... There was like a 128 gigabyte uh, Fujifilm SD card, which is going to be great. We're going to throw that in our new Pentax digital SLR. Uh, so uh, we kind of actually needed an SD card. So uh, that that's going to come in handy. There's a couple refrigerator magnets. Uh, there was uh, some memo p- uh, pads, uh, some Sharpies that have like Fujifilm on the on the Sharpies. <laughs> there, was a, there was like a Kodak ink pen and a Fujifilm ink pen, which I'm using that Fujifilm ink pen now to like write my show notes down on so um uh, and also there was a really cool uh, uh flashlight in there it was like a brand new flashlight in a box and i was like well there's a flashlight in here what is it and i opened up the uh, the box and pulled the flashlight and the and the flashlight says fujifilm on the side of it so just all kinds of uh, really cool stuff in here and i just I, I i was blown away like i've not had a whole lot of uh, interaction with brandon and for him to just kind of out of the blue send this was uh just kind of blew me away and uh so I can't thank uh, Brandon enough for just this unbelievable box of goodness from someone that I really haven't uh, had a lot of interaction with and definitely um, has went a long way to uh, definitely get him. There's going to be a lot of uh, Fujifilm shooting in my future, uh, trying out some stocks I've never really, really looked into. So uh, it's going to be a nice uh, kind of a introduction to some of the Fujifilm products that maybe I, I would have uh, kind of overlooked due to my Kodak fanboy status or whatever. And so now I'll be, uh, you'll probably be hearing me talk about a lot of uh, Fuji film that I've been shooting recently because I have really a lot of cool films that I've never really shot. And so I'm looking forward to that. And so, yeah, thank you, Brandon, so much, man. Unbelievable. Way, way above and beyond anything uh, that you should have done. And uh, it just uh, blows me away. And uh, uh, everyone follow uh, Brandon Rimler on Instagram. Uh, his uh, it's just Brandon Rimler. It's B R A N D O N R E M L E R. Brandon Rimler, and uh, you'll see uh, some really some some very good photography. He's doing a lot with uh, the Fujifilm uh, X series uh, uh, digital cameras and stuff like that. And um, uh, yeah, Bill told me that he actually listens to this podcast, which which surprises me. And uh, <laughs> so and uh, but uh, thank you so much, Brandon. Just I'm blown away, and I just I can't thank you enough. And it's uh, just unbelievable. It was uh, I, I just I, I when I got the box and started going through it, I was like, oh my god, oh what is this? Uh, what I can't believe this. What there's more. It just keeps going. And I, I, I probably looked through the box about four times and uh, put pulled everything out, put it back in. Put it, I just kept looking at all this goodness and. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to to shoot some of this stuff and and uh, actually uh, even some of the memo pads has become kind of sitting here on my my workbench here is like where I write the show notes down with my Fuji film pen now. So 
so very very cool stuff thank you so much brandon uh just i'm i, I i'm speechless man i really can't say enough about it it's uh uh, blown away and uh, way well, I got I feel guilty that uh, that someone would send me this uh, just amazing package and um, uh, but all right uh, I'm gonna wrap up this uh, this particular segment with a uh, call-in camera view and this will be from Angela Solis and uh, it is for the Konica recorder AA-35 so let's listen to what Angela says about the Konica recorder AA-35 Mike and Andre, this is Angela calling from Toronto, Canada, and today I'd like to submit my call-in camera review for my film camera of choice this summer, the Konica Recorder, otherwise known as the Konica A35. The camera was released around 1984. It has a 24 mm f4 Konica Hexanon lens and allows me to select three film speeds between 100, 200, and 400. There is also a meter. Um, so actually, this camera is an um, is automatic. Uh, it has a meter that automatically adjusts the shutter speed between 1 over 60 to 1 over 500. And um, there is a minimum focus of 3 feet, so it, it auto-focuses as well. So it's a little bit different from some of the other um, half-frame cameras that we actually own. Um, some people might think 3 film speeds uh, is not enough um options there um, but this is my summer daytime camera so I think those three film speeds should be um, enough although I did load um, a 400 ISO speed film because we had an actually very rainy and cloudy um, beginning of the summer here in um, here in Toronto a couple of things that I find really interesting about this camera first of all um, it actually loads vertically instead of horizontally I haven't seen a lot of cameras loaded that way and another is that um, just the overall design of it um, I think it's called the Konica recorder because it actually looks like a recorder for me it looks more of a Sony Walkman which um, specifically like the actual unit that I have because it really looks similar to the black um, Sony Walkman that I got uh, when I was a kid. Um, it came in a, a few colors. The ones that I um, kind of remember seeing um, online um, was the black one, which I actually own too. It has um, like a grayish um, checkered design on the side. Um, there's also a red one and the other is like a more of an off-white grayish um, color. Now, I, I mentioned earlier that this is my film camera of choice this summer. Um, I have decided to just shoot a half frame camera just to document um, the next two and a half, three months. Uh, I won't be really leaving this city um, like most of my fellow Canadians would, like going to the cabin and stuff. Um, I'm just going to be stuck in the city, but working during the days. Um, but there's going to be a lot of festivities and celebration and events happening in the downtown core of Toronto, which uh, I'm really interested in going. And we might be going on a picnic and check out some of the other um, parks that I haven't been before. So that's kind of interesting. I'm hoping 72 half frames would be enough. 
Um, or at least I'm hoping that I will be able to finish 72 um, frames this summer. So I'm really excited for that one. Um, this camera is literally new to us because when my husband purchased this a few years ago, it was brand new, never opened in a box. So it looks like we are technically the first owners, not entirely sure. Um, but it was never opened um, and we got the camera for less than $10, which is actually a very good deal. Um, from what I've read as well, that this camera now hits like maybe around $100 now, which is kind of unfortunate, but um, what can you do? Um, our movement is gaining traction again, which I think is really great overall. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to my quick short review um i'm really excited to um send this review out and i hope to talk to you guys soon bye for now well thank you angela solis for the review of the konica recorder aa35 and uh you know if you guys want to send in a call-in camera review or any sort of thing you want to talk about you know, some sort of developing process uh, some sort of funny story about how you goofed up something or whatever you want to talk about in your film photography journey uh definitely send us a, a call in uh with whatever you want to talk about and uh, it's easy to do just use your voice recorder on your phone uh record the audio of you talking in the phone send us the file to negpositives at gmail.com and we will put it in the queue to get it on the air we're probably got about uh five more or so uh call-ins to uh kind of get to so uh, but they will all eventually get played so uh we're always accepting new ones so if you have anything you want to get off your chest or whatever if you want to just call and uh make fun of andre well i'll definitely put that on so <laughs> but okay uh i'm going to take a break and i'm going to come back for the final segment with some emails to get to so we'll take a break and i'll be right back folks Right, folks we're back for the final segment i got a couple of emails i want to get to uh the first one gosh i guess i probably got this uh, about a month or so ago or at least it's been a bit so uh, uh it's from aaron alfano and uh, he says hi mike and andre hope you're both doing well mike i think you're on vacation in florida right now i know you're up in the panhandle but if you ever happen to make it down to the sarasota area Give me a shout and the first round's on me. <laughs> well, Aaron, I have uh, some friends uh, that actually had uh, kind of did a little partying in the Gutter Man Cave with uh, a couple weeks ago, and they both loved that area and uh, spoke very highly of it. So maybe one of these days I'll make it down to the Sarasota area, and uh, the second round will be on me, brother. So uh, there you go. But uh, he continues and says, I have a couple of questions for you. Mike, how are you getting on with the Pentax Spotmatic you mentioned receiving a couple of months ago? I lucked into a great deal on an original Asahi-marked Spotmatic with a 50mm f1.4 SuperTac lens at about the same time you got yours. I'm waiting to get my first roll back from the lab, but so far I'm liking this camera and lens so much my Nikons are getting jealous. 
Well, you know, Pentax is the working man's uh, camera system, so uh, I can see why the Nikons would get jealous. Uh, <laughs> Nikons are like uh, white-collar uh, cubicle workers. But uh, <laughs> so, All right, he says, uh, continues, he says, uh, The meter on my Spotmatic doesn't work, but I suspect a replacement battery would solve that problem. Unfortunately, the coin slot on the battery cover has been damaged, and I haven't been able to get it open. I tried taking off the bottom plate and replacing the battery from the inside, as I did when I got my K1000 with the same problem. But on the Spotmatic, the battery compartment seems to be attached to the bottom plate, so no luck with that trick. Any suggestions for getting the battery cover off? Well, uh, I actually had a Pentax uh, ME Super that I sold to Stanley Phillips, and it had the same issue. Uh, and I've had a couple of situations with cameras that have like battery covers. It's really hard to get off because like the groove kind of gets stripped where you kind of put a coin or whatever to, uh, to, to, uh, unscrew the, the battery cover. Uh, with one camera, what I did is I took a file and just filed a deeper groove in there just to get that battery cover off. And, and then I was able to get the coin in deep enough to kind of get it off and then immediately replaced it with a brand new battery cover because uh, I knew that uh, it's, uh, it's, I don't want to put that back on there. Uh, I know Stanley had trouble uh, kind of getting the Emmy Super I sold him. He had trouble with that battery cover and I, I always had trouble with it too. Uh, you can like take a file and, and file a little deeper groove in there and get it off at least uh, uh, to, to just get it out of there and throw it away and get you a new battery cover there you can find them on ebay and all that stuff they're all over the place but uh yeah once you get that cover off file a little deeper groove get it out of there with a screwdriver or a, or a coin or whatever and throw that damn thing away and, and get you a new battery cover uh and it will save a whole lot of cussing in the future so uh, that's a little trick that i've had to do a couple times with some old cameras that the battery cover coin slot whatever it was kind of a little too stripped out but uh, and then he continues, he says, Also, you've mentioned a few times the ink subscription service you use with your HP printer. I'm curious which HP printer you are using or would recommend. Thanks, and keep up the great work on the show. Aaron Alfano. Uh, well, thank you, Aaron, so much for the email. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of people in the last month or two have really been jumping on this HP Instant Ink Printer program, and I'm hoping I'm not steering people wrong. I'm hoping everybody's enjoying theirs. <laughs> uh, but there's been a lot of uh, new uh, negative positives listeners that have jumped on HP's uh, printers with the Instant Ink because it really is. I, I don't know that you can find a way to print at home any cheaper than that. And I'm getting great results out of mine. Uh, I have what I bought mine like two years ago, and it's like an HP 4520. And I, I know they don't make that model anymore, so I wouldn't look for that. Uh, but I paid like you know 70 bucks for it uh, total, so I wouldn't uh, uh, you know just whatever their 50 to 100 dollar basic. Uh, printer is with the instant ink program is probably going to be the one that gets it done um, uh, the generally the series that uses the the instant ink is called the envy series sometimes called hp envy photo series or whatever uh, just look for an envy series printer in that 50 to 100 dollar range and it's it, it'll it'll get the job done they all basically using the same ink program and uh, same technology i guess so uh, but i've had a great time uh, kind of just without guilt printing a ton of inkjet printer uh, photos at home and not having to worry about ink cost and and all that stuff so uh yeah it's um uh i'm not saying that they're gonna beat or rival the prints from an epson or a canon pro uh photo uh, printer but i am getting good enough results uh 
uh, that I have no problem selling these prints at art shows, and no one has ever said like, "Man, your 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 prints look like shit." So they, <laughs> so I've never had any people complain about the quality of my printing. So uh, uh, it it works out perfectly for me, and I'm I'm a big fan of it. And a lot of people have joined the bandwagon. Hopefully, I'm not steering you guys wrong, but it, most people that I know that have uh, listened to this podcast and heard me go on and on about this that have gotten an HP printer have been pretty damn happy with it. So that makes me feel like uh, I, I can confident that I can recommend it. So, uh, but definitely, thank you, Aaron, for the uh, for the email, man, and uh, and uh, check it out, man. I don't know how you can cheap any uh, how you can print any cheaper than. Uh, with this HP printers with the uh, the Instant Ink program, just look for an Envy series model. Um, yeah, it is uh, the hottest trend in home inkjet printing. So, uh, <laughs> so all right, and uh, we got one more uh, one more email, and this is from Ben Mills. Uh, he says, uh, "Hey Mike, uh, just thought I'd drop you a line and let you know about a photo walk that took place today, Saturday, the third of August, in sunny Camden Town in London." All in all, a successful meetup sponsored by Kodak Alaris and set up by Martin Smith, who I guess is on Instagram at Weston30. That's W-E-S-T-E-N 30. Uh, but I wanted to mention that you were the subject of discussion once Robert from the London Camera Project showed up. You'll be glad to know he was rocking a Canon Ixus. That's I-X-U-S. Uh, that's a, uh, th- a APS uh, Canon SLR, by the way. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, he also gladly repurposed uh, uh, repurposed all the APS film I had on me. Sorry, Mike, I'm never going to shoot it. I'm simply not cool enough. <laughs> but you'll be glad it's gone to a better home. We all had a go after another, swiftly taking a shot and passing it on to the next person. Seven shots later, and still no one was swept away by the APS revival. <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe you didn't have any cool kids at this photo walk. I don't I don't know, but. Uh... <laughs> so he continues he says as the beer flowed yeah you came up a few times actually with chats about the print swap and the double exposure challenge so it's great to know the negative positives podcast is close to a bunch of camera nerds here in the uk and uh, all the best ben well thank you ben that's uh, very uh, very nice to hear that we have some listeners in the uk uh and i, I give the sunny 16 a lot of uh, credit for having me on pretty early on in my uh in doing this podcast uh sunny 16 graham and then we're uh an aide uh, were, were gracious enough to have me on and i think that really kind of opened up uh, a lot of uk listeners to this podcast and uh uh, I, I can thank them for that and uh, I've had a lot of great interaction and made some really good friends with some uh, people from the UK and it's been been a real blessing and uh, been a whole lot of fun so uh, but yeah very cool man like uh, it's uh, it's very cool to think there was a photo walk all the way on the other side of the world and and that somebody actually talked about this podcast <laughs> at it so uh, pretty cool um, and let's see um, what else do we have here on this uh uh, let's see. Yeah, there's actually a question to Andre uh, about Cinestill. I'm going to let Andre answer that maybe on one of his solo shows. And uh, oh, and it, this is this is a good little uh, part. And, and maybe I'm not going to answer this tonight. Uh, I think it might be something that maybe me and Andre will address uh, sometime when we do a show together, just us two. But he says, lastly, a question for the film community. If you're the Iggy Pop of film photography podcasts, what does that make all the other hosts, including Andre M.? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Melcher, Rachel, Aid, Graham, etc., etc. Uh, uh, Mike Rosso is clearly a Rolling Stone. 
enjoy Ben Mills. And uh, so that's uh, that's something I kind of want to think about. Like, what are what what's the rock star equivalent to all these uh, all these uh, film podcasts out there? I'll take Iggy Pop. I'm cool with that. So uh, Iggy's a pretty cool dude. So, uh, <laughs> but you can. See uh, on Instagram at hip shoot film uh, at Twitter at hip shoot film so uh, thank you Ben so much for the uh, uh, for the email and uh, definitely uh, uh, <laughs> uh, and thank you for letting me know that uh, the negative positives came up on a on a UK photo walk that's 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 really uh, really super cool so uh, always good to hear from you Ben so okay we're gonna wrap this one up and uh, so, uh, yeah, we will have uh, this Monday, we are recording with uh, uh, Robert Lanez. So uh, there's a thread up on the Facebook group to ask questions of him or bring up topics. So we'll have him on uh, for the Monday show. Uh, and until then, everybody have a great weekend. And uh, you can see my photography on Instagram at Gutterman Photo, on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography. You can email this program at uh, negpositives at gmail.com uh, you can join the Facebook group the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast Facebook group you can also follow this program on Instagram under the account Negative Positives mostly ran by friend of the show Mr. Bryce Randall if you submit photos to Instagram think about the hashtag Negative Positives and if Bryce sees it maybe he'll highlight it on the Negative Positives account okay thanks for listening folks uh, everybody stay positive shoot some cool film photos Gutter Man Cave Production!